Being an entrepreneur is likely one of the most lonely life choices someone can make. The most lonely life choice someone can make is being a solopreneur. This episode is all about why you need to scale your business. Welcome and welcome back to the Gen Ed Show. My name is Eduardo de las Cuevas, your host, and this is where we teach you how to trust yourself and succeed in the modern age. Myself, I'm a college dropout turned serial entrepreneur running multiple six and seven figure businesses. And so I want to help you find all the things that you don't even know, that you don't even know. <laughs> welcome to the new Gen Ed class. In this episode, we're going to be talking about why you absolutely need to scale your business and especially why you need to have done it yesterday. So like I had mentioned, if you're an entrepreneur, it can get really lonely. It's, it's not, uh, it doesn't have to be lonely. This is where communities come from. This is why friends are important, ideally making friends with other entrepreneurs um, or especially having business partners. This is why it's very common. That's why for sure the most lonely thing is being a solopreneur, right? The person who has their own business, who's living their own life, but running their own business completely on their own. Or pretty much maybe with one, maybe two other people, but they're not really letting them do uh, their jobs or be as involved in the business as they would like for them to be. And so because they're just taking way too much of it for themselves. And here's why though you really need to scale your business because if you're a solopreneur and you are still managing to stay in business for year after year after year and you're just getting this headache, you probably have something that works. And if it works, we wanna repeat it. The thing is, is that we don't want you to just be an operator, okay? And so this is gonna be the first thing that we talk about today. The difference between being an operator in your business being an owner of your business so we're gonna start there and then from here we're gonna go and move into the different types of work understanding what is worth what type of work for how much money and why especially you need to scale your business number two how to onboard other high quality people for yourself in your team and more specifically onboarding them to train them right making sure that they are at least doing it 80 percent as good as you and then we'll wrap up with why being self-made is bullshit okay first thing owner and operators a solopreneur is a very easily defined synonymous to being an operator, okay? You, you don't actually own your business. You, you're working 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours, 70 hours just to keep your business afloat. You're the one running the marketing. You're the one running the sales. You're the one running the client fulfillment. You're the one doing the admin. How is that fun? How are you okay with that? Oh, but I, I, I'm, I'm making $150,000 a year doing this. I'm making 200,000, I'm making half a million dollars a year as a solopreneur. Well, dude, congrats, you know, but you're also stressed. You know, you're, you're, you're bothered with how much you have to keep working. I mean, isn't that why you started a business so that you didn't have to spend the rest of your life working, but now you're afraid to scale it. You're afraid to 
let people be empowered in your business and run different departments and make a paycheck and what are you scared of and if not that what are you scared of frankly you know if you're a solopreneur and if you've been like that and you have been profiting you know where you can definitely afford another person for a thousand or two thousand or three thousand dollars a month and you've been running your business for the past two years three years four years five six ten years what are you waiting for what are you so afraid of why would it not be worth your time to scale your business <laughs> and that's the thing it would be completely worth your time because that's what scaling does it starts to give you back that time okay give it back to you because the reality is, is that if you want to go fast if you want to make that half a million dollars a year and get to keep the majority of it sure go for it chase the bag all day bro But what's the point of that? Go fast. If you want to go fast, go alone. And you're going to be alone. If you want to go far, if you want to build that eight figure, heck, for a lot of people, even seven figures, but definitely eight figures, nine figures, 10 figure business, you think you're going to do that by yourself? You think you're going to do that without scaling, without trusting another human being to run your department, to lead your people, to recruit and train others? If you can't hand off something, you're going to forever be an operator. And that's the point of why we go into business so that we can be an owner, so we can be able to enjoy the fruits of our labor for being the one to put up the money, the risk to spend the time organizing and systemizing and setting up the payroll and legal and doing everything, building the brand, right? The one who is putting in the most amount of time, money and energy for this business to build your own asset because it's your own asset. It's supposed to allow you to eventually not have to work so much, right? Be the owner, but you will never be the owner if you don't allow yourself to be the owner. You will never be the owner if you don't allow someone else to drive the car, okay? <laughs> Like, it's okay with sitting in the back seat. Just make sure whoever's driving the car has a license, knows how to drive. It's simple as that. Okay, train them, make sure. And then sit back a bit. Don't kill yourself. Work hard if you want to, but that's the idea. We want to. We want to put you into a place where you want to, not that you have to. And that's also probably why you're watching this. So with it, let's talk about different types of work, okay? You've got your minimum wage, entry-level job type of work. You've then got other types like administration. Maybe that might be a little bit more, right? Then from there, you'll start to get into, and, th and that'll be like your $10 an hour, $20 an hour. You know, you start having a higher level receptionist. Maybe they're doing something in sales. You can offer a commission in there as well. But especially when you're thinking of administrative work, things that really don't require a lot of, uh, a lot of like brain power, but you don't have the technology to have it fully automated, then you're going to want to have someone else do that. <laughs> I remember when I was running a sales office uh, out in Clearwater, Florida, um, one of the most frustrating things was that I had, over the course of eight months, I had about 224 sales reps. Um, and now obviously not all at once, um, but at one point we did, I did have about 50 or 60 reps that I was managing with my assistant managers. and. One of the things is that every day I was spending three hours, four hours, just combing through all the different forms and sheets and different ways that I had 
set it up so that my reps could check out, right? And, and share their statistics with me so I could track it and coach them. Well, the problem was is that it took three to four hours. I, it didn't make any sense. Now they're reaching out to me during these three to four hours. It makes it hard for me to focus and they get a lower quality version of me that can't help them close deals. So guess what I did? I hired a virtual assistant. So if you're not familiar with virtual assistants, you can get virtual assistants that are not in America, you know, in Latin America or out in the Philippines or other locations for, you know, five bucks an hour, three bucks an hour, seven bucks an hour, depending on the quality, seven bucks uh, is technically a little bit higher, right? But that's if you wanna outsource it. Similarly, you can just obviously pay someone, you know, here in America as well, you know, the $15 an hour, or whatever the case scenario. Because what we really wanna do is that anything that is this low wage, low earnings type of work, why would you waste your time doing that? Give that to someone else for a small piece and then go out there and make more money. Go out there and increase your income, right? Because if, and that's what happened for me, instead of spending three to four hours doing all these stats and tracking and stuff, I had someone else help me and do it all. Actually, better said, that was for a different business than I, that I remember. What I did end up doing is I had a friend of mine who is a coder, uh, programmer, automation, he created a bot, and the bot would do all of this in two minutes for me. I had a virtual assistant for a different business. But same idea, right? Automating it. Because then that function from three to four hours took two minutes, and now I could spend the rest of our time, my time, making more money and easily compensating if, let's say, I did have a virtual assistant. So with it, that's a very simple way to look at it. But then from there, closers, right? Like, granted, it's going to be the best interest of the owner to be making more sales. But at the same time, if, if it's going to take you 20 hours a week to close 20 sales, could you put one human being there? Maybe they close 15 sales, heck, even 10 sales. But because of that, you're able to generate more leads that you get a second closer on. And that second closer does another 10 sales. And now you do very little comparatively. And now you're making just as much because you have figured out how to scale yourself, right? Because it may not make sense for you to spend time doing the closure job because they can make just as much money as you or, or close to. Because now I want to move into the third part being how to onboard, okay? Because ultimately what we're trying to do when we are onboarding new employees, new reps, is not that they are 100% as good as us. That We don't need that. that that's not necessary. You want to scale your business? Dude, it's just it's just not going to happen, right? You're, you're supposed to believe that you're one, in, one of a kind, but now you want to go out there and you want to find that one of a kind exactly like you? Like, dude doesn't matter you're, you're trying to build a massive business okay scale and can you have someone do something 80% as good as you just 80% as good if they can do it 80% as good as you or more but 80% as good as you step back let them do it let them do their job okay you gave them a job let them earn their money the same way that you did because then, now when we have them, if we wanna make sure that they are getting at least 80% of the quality that you want them to, here's how. How you onboard someone. Number one is you have them watch you do it, right? Have them shadow you for a week. I remember uh, I had in my sales office, I had an assistant sales manager, I had an assistant coaching manager, and I had an assistant recruiting manager. Well, technically I had two of each, but you get the point. So my assistant sales manager, all she did was for a week, watch me make sales. 
then from there i went and i didn't go watch it with her i had to record it and i watched it and then from there had her do it herself and then i did it one more time so she could see and she was great same idea assistant coaching manager i had them for two weeks sit on zoom with me listen to me do coaching calls with other sales reps watch me do it then the next time i watched them do it and see how they were performing critique everywhere that i could debrief all right now do it yourself right i'm not going to watch you i'm not going to be over your shoulder i'm not going to look at the stats i literally don't care do it just do it yourself let them you know do that for like a week and then come back and do it for them one more time okay watch me and then critique give them those pointers they'll start to notice anything because what we're doing is we're working through the learning curve we're trying to shorten their learning curve as fast as possible so again if you want to onboard someone to do at least 80 percent as good as you number one is you have to have them watch you number two you watch them number three let them do it step away don't worry about the stats and then number four come right back and have them watch you do it so that they are definitely mimicking you to the best that they can okay because then from there this is going to be how you onboard it's really not that tough of a process but you're probably too scared to put the ads out there or to ask the people hey can someone come help me don't lowball people pay people well you want them to stay and make sure that you spend time developing them okay pour into your people because people don't quit jobs people or pe people don't yeah people don't quit jobs they quit managers okay if they don't like you that's why they're gonna quit a lot of people will stay even though it's a shitty job because of how much they like somebody it's really really incredible people don't quit jobs they quit managers they quit owners right so with it i want to leave you all with this when we're talking about why you need to scale your business number one you're probably acting like an operator and you need to be an owner of your business we talked about this because number two we have to recognize the different types of work Okay, there's going to be your low level administrative type of work. You've got your slightly higher level, maybe like a sales rep that they're going to earn more, maybe like 50K, 100K, 200K, 500K, whatever the sales job is. And then there's going to be that like $100,000 a year, million dollar a year, $5 million a year, $100 million a year type of work that requires the CEO, the owner, right? The big thinker the one that's gonna strategize it, the high quality work that other people can't replicate. Or at least if they did, they're not gonna do it for you. So to leave this, the last point in this episode is gonna be why self-made is bullshit, okay? Being self-made just, it, I, I don't know where this narrative came from. And you may be sitting there and you're like, hey, it's all good, Eddie. I, I don't believe in being self-made, all good. And, and so then good, if you believe that, I'm proud because good, that's gonna help you. And if you are sitting there and you have been for the longest time leading up to this point right now, believing that self-made is what you should be, right? You know, screw everybody else. I'm not gonna get help from anybody else. I'm gonna do this all on my own. Dude, like you're, you're dumb. You're, you're absolutely dumb because self-made is bullshit. You're dumb because you're gullible. Because and you're gullible because society has molded you into believing crap like that, okay? It's not true. If you've never read a book, you need to fix that. And so if you have read a book that was written by an author, the knowledge that you now have in your head 
is thanks to that author. The same way you went through school, assuming that you did, those teachers taught you stuff. Your parents, assuming they were in your life, they taught you things, right? Maybe bad, good things, bad things, whatever the case scenario, it doesn't really matter. The point is that you didn't do this by yourself, okay? If you are in sales, you make sales to humans, to other people. They need to help you, you need their help. You did not do this by yourself. If you build a successful business, you did not do this by yourself. You had clients that you sold to, you had employees that you hired, you had the entire society that you had to work with to get there, okay? Self-made is bullshit because it's not real. No one has ever made it by themselves. No one, no one. People don't make it by themselves. The best people in the world throughout history have always gotten the most help. Read Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. It'll give you a lot of context as to why a lot of people end up exactly where they are. More help compared to less, okay? And I want to make that distinction, right? Because it's not about getting help, it's about having support. And with certainty, you have more support. But if all you're doing is asking for help, you're definitely not going to get much of that either. But you're also not making it by yourself either. Because you do need help. You do need support, okay? And this is why you need to scale your business. Because if you really want to get to where you want to get to, if you really want to have more time, if you really want to have more money, if you really want to have more energy, if you really want to live a better life, you need to scale your business. So with that, that's all that we've got for the Gen Ed Show. My name again is Eduardo de las Cuevas, your host. And so the biggest, biggest, biggest ask that I have of you is really hit that like button, smash the subscribe, and share this show with all your friends and family, other entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, for sure. And, and of course, just anyone that wants to better their life, okay? This is the place where we wanna teach you how to trust yourself and succeed in the modern age. It's changing really fast. So thank you for tuning in, either for your first time or again, and we will see you uh, on the next episode.